morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are, whatever time it is that you are tuning in. Welcome to season six. Yes, that's right. Season six of the Tangent Talk. We thank you guys for being with us from the very beginning. This season is titled Race, Power, Respect. Word to Little Kim and Locks. Thank you for that hook. Classic hook. Race, Power, Respect. So we want to discuss the Harry and Meghan Markle marriage, now controversy, and how it relates to this topic and the things we can take away from this topic and relate to our own lives and how our lives relate to race, power, and respect. So first and foremost, I want to introduce my family, my castmates individually. So Luna Ma, are you here? I am here. I am here, Helbra. And I thought I was the hip hop guru. I didn't remember that line from Little Kim. I see you. Yeah, you don't know me as well as you thought you did, huh? (laughs) 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 All right. My brother in arms, Dark One, are you in here? I am in here. Yes, sir. All right. My sister Tioff, are you here? I am here. I feel like a lame-o because I don't know hip hop as well as you guys. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Well, we might have to uh, learn you some this season, Tioff. Off with her head. (laughs) (laughs) Off with her head. (laughs) That's a good one. Yeah, so guys, thank you for joining me and thank you for allowing me to once again produce this episode. I just want to start with asking everybody what the relevance of the royal family in Great Britain, what relevance that has to you. Um, Well, you know, as a person who was born in Jamaica, the relevance from my perspective is that Jamaica was a British colony for numerous years. And that has a profound impact on how our country was shaped and the experiences that we had from 1655 to 1962. You know, we were under British rule and pretty much just recently were liberated. So, yeah, it's had a profound impact on my culture and how I started off my life. All right. All right. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Go ahead, Lunama. Yeah, no, I would agree. I would agree with Darquan. You know, honestly, though, I will be honest with you. I, I just I never got as caught up in all the, you know, the pageantry, if you will, with the royal weddings and and what have you. I, I distinctly remember being in Miami with a good friend of mine mm-hmm. and we were hanging out. We were there to visit. And she told me, she said, tomorrow morning, Kate and William are getting married and I'm going to have the TV on probably at seven in the morning. And I looked at her like, are, are they family? Like, why are you so invested <laughs> in this? But people go crazy for it. So yeah, for me, I would agree with Dark One, but not so much relevance for me as it relates to like all the pop culture around the monarchy. All right. Tioff, how about you? I mean, quite naturally, being an African-American, I could say there is no relevance. Um, Yes, we, the United States, the first 13 colonies, you know, we're former British colony. But once America received its independence, there is really no remnants of British culture in America, like a place like Jamaica or Canada or other countries that were also colonized by the British. So in that regard, like culturally or just having the remnants of the commonwealth remaining in our culture we don't have that but mm-hmm. as americans we're still just fascinated by it it's just something about because i think maybe because because in america we don't have a royal family whereas right. many Europe, not just england spain denmark sweden many other countries in europe still have that so i think because we don't have that i feel like that's why we're fascinated and And that's why we're so into celebrity because we don't have a royal family. So our royalty is kind of like celebrity. So I kind of see that connection there and the, and the fascination of it. And um, I personally, I I was, I saw Prince Harry's wedding. I woke up early in the morning to watch that. I woke up early to watch Prince William get married. So I've I've always been fascinated, at least by seeing the weddings. Right. And let me just ask you something, Tiof, something you just said. Were you saying that other countries in Europe also have monarchies? Yes, absolutely. They still absolutely do have active monarchies. Liechtenstein, Mm. Spain, I want to say Denmark, if I'm not mistaken, and Sweden, for sure. Um, Those are the ones that stand out off the top of my head that I know for sure still have monarchies. Japan is still a monarchy, too. Actually, a lot of people don't know that. Mm. But Japan also has a royal family. Yeah, see, you get entertainment and education here at the Tangent Talk. 
myself personally, because I didn't know that actually, I was thinking that they were the only country in Europe that had monarchy, hence them wanting to kind of gain an independence from the rest of the um, European alliance due to the whole Brexit situation. But so thank you. I never knew that. Yeah, the uh, princess, I can't remember her name. I, I mm. should know this because I feel like I knew it before and it escapes me at the moment. But mm. the uh, princess of Japan, actually, I believe she married a commoner recently, like within the last couple of years or so. Um, right, that's interesting. So I, so I guess I am a little bit involved <laughs> in monarchy <laughs> life than I would like to admit. Because like when you get a chance, you guys, as well as our listeners, Google the uh, Spanish royal family. They're like really, 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 really good looking. Okay. Yeah. Making a note of that knew. right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll just talk, I'll speak a little to it personally, the relevance of it. As Dark One said, we have a Jamaican family, so we have a lot of ties to Great Britain and Canada. And even you could say, in my opinion, India, you know, the West Indies slash India, you know, we can do your historical research on the connection. Me being a history buff myself, of course, a lot of Great Britain and their rule over so many different countries has always been something that I've either been forced to educate myself on just from studies in school or just things that I learned just from studying recreationally. And also my mother being a huge Princess Diana fan when I was growing up, I learned a lot of things about the uh, royal family. And as we were discussing off air before recording, the show on Netflix, The Crown, which is critically acclaimed. I've watched a few episodes of that as well, and it really goes into detail about the current royal family going back to Queen Elizabeth when she came into power. So I thank you guys for sharing that, and I especially thank you to y'all for educating me on those things as well. So Luna Ma, I have to put you on the spot just for a moment, nothing, uh -oh. nothing too hot, nothing too hot. I'm, <laughs> okay. I'm putting the stove at about 350, you know, just, <laughs> just getting warmed up. You just All getting right. warmed up. All no, right. I was going to, I'm just going to ask you, you and I together, if we can kind of just share Meghan Markle and her life. Are there any things about her and her life that stand out to you? If not, I can share some things that I've learned as well, just going into this conversation. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely would love to hear from your perspective, Halbera. I, the one thing that I, I wince when I hear this being mentioned is uh -huh. the fact that she's been married before. Like, when, <laughs> when has that become, or why has that become such a big issue? I mean, she's not the first woman to marry and divorce. And so somehow that has become like a stain on her <laughs> image, you know, her being a divorced yeah. woman. And I, I, yeah. I don't personally get that. I'd like to jump in and explain Please. a little bit of why her being divorced is an issue. Um, so that was an, also an issue for Princess Margaret when she wanted to marry, who was a person at the time who was the love of her life. I forget his name now, but he was divorced. I think he was a soldier and he was divorced. And that was a big problem for the royal family. And it's because the royal family is also directly connected to the Church of England, which frowns on divorce. And so it's only recent times that it's even become somewhat acceptable, but it's still technically not acceptable for members of the royal family to marry people who were divorced. So yeah, that's part of the reason why that's a stain from their perspective. It's really a, a Church of England thing. You know, the irony of that, the history from what I understand, understanding, I have to ask a friend of mine who she really follows like the historical side of the royal family, not the current month, but like back to like Queen Elizabeth, the Tudors. I want to say that the Church of England was established by King Henry VIII so that he could get divorced mm -hmm. from one of his wives. Mm -hmm. So right. that the irony of that and Queen Elizabeth II is one of his descendants. So that's <laughs> that's mm -hmm. kind of ironic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, thank you. And, um, you know, I, I pride myself amongst us, the group, the Tangent Talk, to be the person who uh, definitely does away with nuances, which leads into my next question and point. So with all of that said, with us being at a place in society where we absolutely have to respect a woman's desire to be with the man that has the most status, the most money, the most power that is available to her. Is there a difference between that for women and men wanting the most beautiful or the most air quotes, pure 
are the youngest women that is available to him? I'll pose that question. Attractive, but, yes. But when you get into the purest or as they're calling it in the streets these days, the low body count. <laughs> would you wait, wait, let me stop you right there, T <laughs> Like Helper says, this is a store, this is a show where you can get educated. Educate me on the low body count, excuse me. So that's the phrase that men are using these days, basically to how can I put it? Qualify oh. a woman yeah. as being high value is that she has a low body count, meaning she hasn't slept with several men, which to Helber's point. Wow. I always feel that using that as a guideline to measure a partner, you know, for a man seeking a wife, purity, what is that? Because usually men aren't pure and men are usually the one out there pursuing <laughs> sex and trying to sleep with everybody. And then you get into age. That's, that starts tipping into pedophilia territory because only a child would have be pure and not have had sex partners, not a grown woman. But that's another subject. Well, that, that was the case with Diana. Again, they yes, true. made sure that she was a virgin when Prince Charles married her for Good those point. reasons. So my question is, again, what are the differences as far as what is considered too extreme for a woman to be able to say, I want the man that has the most status, that has the most money. And a man saying, I want the woman that has slept with the least amount of men and the woman that is the most physically attractive. Was anybody going to say something? Sorry. I, I am. Yeah, um, go ahead. Like I said, like the, <laughs> the attraction part, I, I really don't have an issue with. I understand that most men want a woman that's physically appealing. But again, unless a guy is pure or a virgin himself, he does not have the right to expect that of a woman. That's hypocrisy. Uh, that That's weird. Is it so? That's, that's is where it, so? it gets weird. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. Because the men demanding purity aren't pure themselves. You, you can't I think it's old school, though. That's not what you are. I think it's somewhat old school. For instance, you know, my good friend who I get a lot of good advice from, he said to me something that I completely agree with and have really always thought about. He said, the new trophy wife gets money. So... In my system of evaluation, it's not about just being beautiful. It's not about how chaste you are, although being beautiful and chaste are all great things. I am looking for a life partner. And I've always said, and you've probably heard me say it numerous times, I treat women the same way they treat me. And I'm concerned about your earning potential too. And I'm concerned about your decision-making and all the same sort of things. So I don't have any problem with a woman judging me that way, as long as they don't have a problem with me judging them that way. The first question I ask a woman to, if I were to meet them out back when I was dating, is what do you do for a living? I'm going to ask you that because that's the same thing you ask me. So what do you do? You know, so I don't think that it is gender specific anymore. And it shouldn't be if you're talking about respect. It shouldn't be gender specific anymore. We're, we're forming this union together and we should both be able to contribute to its success. So do you think that the issues that Meghan Markle faced with the royal family, is it more because she's Black or more because she didn't fit the purity standard? I don't want to be venturing too much into your territory, Helbra, but... I think it's both. I definitely think it's both. But I think it's more because she's Black. And I've been laying in the cut like peroxide waiting to get on this. But the Britons, British are some of the biggest colonialists on the planet, historically. And even to this day, the impacts of that history are still resounding all across the globe. And so I believe their experience has been influenced by the fact that the British history shows that they have had a because the only way you colonialize people is if you have a complete disregard for their culture. And so if you go across the entire globe, practically, Absolutely. and colonize these countries of people of color, you know, for the most part, and take their resources for hundreds of years and enrich yourself, we should not be surprised that the British have a skewed perception of people of color. Oh, of course. that That's you know? a given. I, I'm, not, I'm not surprised at all that all of these things came out that happened to her. Because again, as you just so eloquently put, look at the history. 
we could also yeah, look ahead, at you know Prince Philip, who recently passed, and you know not to disparage him, but he has a history of racist statements. He was speaking to someone about Papua New Guinea or one of those countries in the Pacific, and he asked them if they managed, basically, if they managed to go without getting eaten alive. So he's he's got a long history of those sort of statements that are inconsiderate of people's culture. So. I think, you know, and again, that's he's married to the queen. They're from that generation that was one generation away from colonization. They were likely raised with a lot of that in their household and still have some of those views, no matter how they present themselves to the public when they're not having to deal with people of other cultures and color. Because is it was it Princess Michael, who's also a member of the British royal family, that, you know, she's been known to make racist statements and racist behaviors there's like a brooch that she wears i don't i I can't recall exactly what it is but it is an image of a black person that looks like black face and people have said that it's racist but yeah princess michael i believe it's princess michael she uh has a history of that to anybody in the in our listening audience please feel free to correct me about that but i believe that she has a history of that as well and I want to also connect a statement I think you made, Tioff, is that Americans do have a connection to the British family in that America obviously started off as British colonies and they carried on much of the, that colonial behavior. So while it's not about so much about the monarchy, they did manage to bring along the white supremacy aspect that was the impetus for taking Africans and enslaving them and bringing them through the Middle Passage to America and then having them here as slaves for hundreds of years and old Jim Crow and all the rest, even to where we are now, where Black people are still being treated as third-class citizens, really, in America. So I think when we talk about race being the first part of this, and power, for that matter, and respect, truthfully, in America, it started in England, and it's still here in America, where we are struggling because of race to get respect and power. So that's still all tied together. And and I think that is a part of why those who are on the right, alt-right really, are in alignment with the way that the British family has treated Meghan recently. And I, I will add to that, well said, Dark One, I'll add to that. In my view, I, again, maybe I wasn't as invested <laughs> in the monarchy as Tioff and our other fans have shared, but I will say that I used to, particularly when it came to Prince Harry, I was I was always intrigued by him. This is someone who spent, much like his mother, spent a lot of time on the continent of Africa. And since you brought that up, more so about the um, enslavement of of Africans, Dark One, I want to just read something to you all. This was uh, from an article that was uh, written about how they met. And the article, unfortunately, doesn't reveal that source. It seems like that's still being kept in confidence. It wasn't Lizzie Kundi. It wasn't Lizzie. But here's what he writes. The couple went on a second date and Prince Harry invited Meghan to accompany him on a trip to Africa just three or four weeks later. Quote, I managed to persuade her to come and join me in Botswana and we camped out with each other under the stars, end quote. He said, describing the whirlwind romance. Then again, he's quoted saying, then we were really by ourselves, which was crucial to me to make sure that we had a chance to get to know each other, end quote. So here they are in Botswana. It sounds extremely romantic and beautiful. And you also really get the sense that whether or not Megan is still or was considered an opportunist, it was important for him, Prince Harry, to really get at the heart of who this woman was. And I think if there was any sense that he was only attracted to her, she was only attracted to him, excuse me, because of his richness and fame, I think he would have been able to, to detect that. He seems to be someone, I don't know him personally, obviously, but he seems to be someone just based on his travels and the fact that he was raised by a mother who was obviously very in touch with empathy and understanding the human existence. I think if Megan was someone who wasn't a good fit for him, it would just be a fling, but he chose to marry this woman. And when we talk about race, I believe it is more to do with 
race than it is to do with, oh, she doesn't understand royal customs. A snippet from the interview with Oprah clearly states that she had actually studied, I guess there was some type of training program to indoctrinate her into royal behavior. And she took that on. So this is someone who, regardless of which side of the fence you're on, yeah, she was an opportunist or no, she was just looking for love and someone who was financially successful. At the end of the day, I think she did everything that she needed to do or was expected to do to be fit in, but they could not get past, let's just face it, they could not get past her skin tone. She may have white presenting features, but she's definitely a Black woman. We can call her biracial all day long, but I think the Brits, not all, some of them saw that as a hindrance. And I'll end by saying this. One of the interviews that you sent us as research for this segment, Helbra, I was really perturbed when this woman, her name escapes me, says, I just felt like the dress, you guys may remember this, I just felt like the dress, I don't know if she was indicating wedding dress or or another dress, would look better on Kate than it did Megan. And it's like, really? Megan and, and Kate appear to be of the same height and size of whatever that is, whether it's a four, six, eight, doesn't matter. They're both beautiful women. What do you mean the dress would look better on Kate because Kate is non-Black? So I, I, I'm bringing the conversation back to race because that's really what stands out like a sore thumb is the fact that regardless of Macon's background as a celebrity, as a divorced woman or opportunist, she loves Harry from, from all indications, it appears, that she loves Harry. And I think if she didn't, Harry would sense that. Uh, he seems to be a wise man. And at the end of the day, they're together now. They're together. They love each other. And for crying out loud, they're parents to two children. The reason why they had to leave the firm, and it sounds like a John Grisham film, <laughs> uh, maybe they will make a film on this, is because of her race. And it, it, there's no other way you can get around it. It is what it is. And it's ugly to know that that is the reason why they had to leave the firm. But there's no other reason. It's not about Megan being unsavory. It's about the fact that she's a Black woman. To speak to one of your statements, you know, I, I think Harry knows that any woman who he dates who is not a princess or a queen is well aware of his personal wealth. So whether or not he, there was nothing for him to figure out. She knows who I am. I'm Harry. I'm the prince. Almost every woman in this world knows that I'm filthy rich or coming from immense wealth. You know, so I don't think that that is something that any woman dating him is unaware of. So I don't think that's so much his concern in whether or not she knows I've got a lot of money. His question is more so, is she right for me? And I think he decided that. So I just kind of want to throw that out there. And then also with her ability to understand... So you're... Uh, I'm sorry, Darkwan, but I was going to say, you, you're basically agreeing with me then. If, if he had any reason to suspect that her reason for partnering with him was was something else than truly, uh, let's call it love, <laughs> then you agree with me that he would have said, you know, thanks, but no thanks. Are we in agreement there? Absolutely. However, we know that she is looking to marry up someone that's well-to-do and famous, actually, and also British. So that fit her criteria. He doesn't have to care about that because he's aware that everyone knows he's wealthy or coming from wealth. So I'm, I'm saying to you that it's not a deal breaker for you to wish to get into this sort of royal lifestyle where within three weeks of dating me, we can go flying to a foreign country and camp out on the plains of Botswana. The average dude doesn't do that. That's the lifestyle she wanted. And, My ex and he, did. Kidding. And he, knows, <laughs> and he knows it comes with being a prince. So, you know, it's one of these things where it's like it's, it's a given, you know, you know, he's wealthy. You were looking for a well-to-do famous man and you found one. So he knows that that comes with him everywhere he goes. He's Harry. So that's not something that the average woman in this in this world really is unaware of. He's one of the most famous men in the world. So the other thing, though, about understanding British royal customs and I'm not indicting her. I'm just saying, let's think logically about it. She's an actress. She can read script for a few days, few weeks, whatever, and learn how to play that role. So that also isn't something mind-boggling that she's able to study British custom and understand how to behave because she's an actress. So that also doesn't rule out the possibility that she's playing the role. Playing what role? Mm -hmm. The British customs or playing the role of a, a woman who's in love with her husband? Which one? Playing the role of someone who understands British royal customs. Okay, got it. 
Yeah. And I think it's quite likely that she's completely enraptured with him. I mean, he's like I said, he, he seems he's a handsome dude, seems like a good person. Yeah, the average woman likes that in men. So and he's wealthy. So, yeah, that all works according to what the average woman, let's say, is looking for in a man. So I'm not questioning whether she cares about him. I'm just saying we can't rule out the fact that she is handling her business in terms of doing what is smart to get what she wants. Absolutely. Including, I mean, let's call it what it is, basically now separating him from his family. I'm going to I'm going to push back on you, uh, okay. Helbra, just for yeah, the, just for the hell here. of it, okay. <laughs> just for the hell of it. And listen, no, no, Helbra, Helbra knew he was going to get pushed back. Go ahead, sir. Yeah, let me just finish. Let me just finish. <laughs> um, yeah, it's all good. I am always ready for battle with you, my love. <laughs> um, <laughs> so thank you, Dark One, for finishing right where you finished that. She is going about handling her business to get what she wants. I think first and foremost. Being an educated woman, being a Black woman, as Luna, you, and Tioff identify her as, despite her publicly identifying herself as biracial, being that those two things, she knows the history just as well as we do of the colonialism and the patriarchy of the royal family. Yet she still chose to marry into that. And my second point is... Just like Dark One said, she knows how to go about getting what she wants. I feel like she married into the family. She did not get what she wants and now is going through the process of basically separating him from his family. Albeit, yes, I do agree race and racism has played a hand in the drama of their relationship. I'm sure we all heard or read about when she was pregnant with their first child, Archie. And those people, they chose not to name, but people were questioning what the complexion of the child would be. Right. Simply because she's biracial, even though when you just look at her, I mean, she could literally pass for white. They white were still presenting features. Yep. White presenting features. Thank you, Luna. And they were still questioning what the complexion of the child would be. So absolutely, I'm would always argue that race definitely presented itself in their drama. But also, I do feel what Darkwan said is this is a woman that is, you know, using the power and the influence she has in order to get what she wants. Okay, Can I, I have to jump in on that. Can yeah, I please. just jump in on that for a second? I just want to go back to what Lunama said, that I also believe that he's intelligent enough to sniff out if someone is out to take advantage of him. To me, that just kind of implies that she's manipulating him to pull him away. I mean, it's not he's not just right. a prince and educated. He's in the military. He's a combat veteran. He can fly helicopters. He's fought over in the <laughs> Middle East and in Afghanistan. So I don't think he is easily manipulated as people might think because of the way this situation, he, he's in the military. He has military rank. I mean, there's a certain mental capacity one must have to be able to make it that far and to be able to fly combat helicopters. But anyway, when I think of that, I hear what the gentlemen are saying on our esteemed panel here, but Harry has always, from what I've observed of him over the years, especially since he's become an adult, that he's always walked to the beat of his own drum. And after seeing, you know, the way his family, he's been vocal about this. After seeing the way the royal family treated his mother, he did not want that for his wife. I think the pullback right. was more on him than Meghan Markle because he wanted to protect her. He does not want her to end up like his mother, constantly Amen. harassed and chased down to her death, literally. Yeah, literally, they killed her immediately. Yeah, amen, <laughs> Tioff. And I just want to add to that. That was brilliant, Tioff. It's almost like we practice this <laughs> because Tioff really grounds that statement that this isn't a, oh, Meghan is... Um, manipulating Harry to break off from the firm, as they refer to it. This is this is a man that I think everyone on the on the panel agrees fell in love with this woman, saw the sincerity of. Uh, let me take a step back. Maybe, yeah, maybe she met him because there were opportunist <laughs> tendencies. But you know, maybe when she really got under the stars there in Botswana, spend quality time with him, and say she said to herself, "Wow, 
he actually is a decent human being. He has great character, so on and so forth, and truly fell in love. Or she could have just fallen in love because she wasn't really trying to um, manipulate her way into wealth. My point is, Helbra, this was very much his decision, in my opinion. I mm -hmm. think, and it's dark and it's bleak to bring this up, but I we have to. I mean, this is just the integrity of the story. We know that Meghan Markle has mentioned that she was going to take her own life. This is not someone who is saying, threatening, hey, if you don't leave, I'm going to take my life. She was just going to take her own life because she felt that was her only choice. Like, I, I can't deal with this. So I'm just going to, I'm going to leave this life. You know, that's, that's heavy. So I think, in my view, Harry saw the psychological trauma that this was causing her. He himself, back to Tioff's brilliant point, did not want this to be a repeat of history. And let's just face it, if we look at Harry versus William, you know, it's kind of like, in my <laughs> view, <laughs> Harry's always been the most, he's always been the rebellious one. And uh -huh. I'll end with this, just a quick nod to the 1989 movie, When Harry Met Sally. Listen, this is much of a story about race as it truly is about love. You know how they described when Harry met Sally? Some of our, our listeners are too young to remember this. They describe this as when Harry met Sally, this is a movie about people who've known each other for years. They were very good friends, but their biggest fear was that sex would ruin the friendship. Well, let's drop Sally and introduce Megan. When Harry met Megan, good people, but their biggest fear, whether they knew it or not, was would race ruin their relationship. I'm glad that it didn't. And for that reason, Helbra, I'm glad that they broke off from the firm. Yeah. And Wow. Thank you for your points. And again, I'm, I'm going to make points and ask questions at the same time, guys. So what you're saying is a woman that is Black, a woman that is intelligent, a woman that identifies as being a feminist, consciously married into the family that personifies patriarchy and colonialism for centuries now and did not expect to be experiencing what she is? As far as the patriarchy, I mean, I guess we can say these are patriarchal systems, but England has been ruled by women three times. Very true. And, currently and we had Queen Elizabeth I, we had Queen mm -hmm. Victoria, and now we have Queen Elizabeth II, who's been ruling the country for over 60 years now. And and she, she's a force to be reckoned with. So I don't think it's so, I don't know if we can just say it's the patriarchy. I mean, because the, the, the queen, is, it's a queen, obviously. It's, I mean, she's, she's a woman and a woman has ruled England for several decades now. So mm -hmm. I, I, don't, I don't know. I'm, maybe I'm just, but it's, you know, it's I don't a, know. <laughs> it's a patriarchal system that was developed centuries ago. True, though. true. And she's true. still following the rules set forth by men who said, we only want certain bloodlines to be able to intermingle with these bloodlines. And we're going to keep this rule going to this day. I mean, yes, we've had multiple British queens. However, the system that they are living under, that they are maintaining, was established by the kings of old. Yep. And I feel that's just where the disagreement lies. I feel at one end, she deserves sympathy to some degree. She deserves, definitely anybody deserves respect. But at the same time, what I'm struggling with is why then would she consciously marry into this family? And then on an other end, Tioff and Luna, you identify her as a Black woman. And I certainly remember when they, they as in Harry and Meghan, first announced that they were engaged. There was a huge uproar of kind of this being a win for Black girl magic, at least on social media a personification of a Black woman being able to ascend, people say, from nothing because of her family history to literal royalty. So my question is, is that how the two of you feel? Why or why not? You know, I... I'm going to say this, and, I, and and this is the truth, because I didn't, I wasn't excited about Prince William's marriage to Kate. Is it Middleton? Yeah, I just wasn't, I wasn't that excited. I didn't know Meghan Markle. I didn't watch Suits. <laughs> I just, I think for me, it may have been more exciting if it was someone that I followed and was, you know, it's like, oh, like Erica Baidu. <laughs> it was Erica Baidu getting married to now Prince that Harry. that would have been a talk of the century. <laughs> right, right. But for me, I just didn't know Megan. And 
I'll be honest with you, like you've said, Helper, I didn't even know she was <laughs> biracial, you know, because she, in my view, has the white presenting features. So it was kind of like, okay. And when I found out she was biracial, black, whatever you want to fill in the blank with, yeah, it was like, it was cool, but I wasn't, I wasn't necessarily overjoyed. Tee off. I mean, what were your thoughts? I wasn't uh, hating, is, but I wasn't overjoyed. I was, I was kind of overjoyed and not so much. I mean, yeah, Black Girl Magic. I mean, I was like, oh, Black Girl Magic. I was like, oh, he kind of got, he got a sister. And because one of my good friends predicted years ago that he would marry a Black woman, years ago, before mm. we even knew who Meghan Markle was. Like years ago, one of my friends said, yeah, he's going to marry a Black woman. I said, like, oh, get out of here. He's We've not seen gonna. how he dances. He knows but how to move We've seen kids. it. But yeah, we saw the videos and we were like, yeah, I think he might have a thing for the sisters. But I don't know. On the one hand, I saw it as a, as a win. And then on the other hand, it's like, not really. It's like, he didn't marry anybody who looked like me, you know? Mm. I mean, because again, I mean, she's still white presenting. It's also, I think, because I'm thinking from a man's perspective, you know, I also didn't know who she was. And I didn't consider it to be a victory because I, I don't see it in a positive light when Black women marry white men, per se, just in general, because of our history of racism and slavery and so forth. So it wasn't a win in my book. I was like, good for them. But one thing I was thinking as we talked about Harry is that, you know, Harry is a ginger. And even within being white, they have their own stigma. Mm -hmm. And I think possibly he can associate with some of that being maligned because of his appearance. You know, even though he is a handsome dude. Yeah, I think he has presented himself differently than the vast majority of them, really, throughout what I have seen about him. But when I think about the impact of this royal union, let's say, as you ladies spoke about it from a, a man's perspective, and only speaking for myself, I can't speak for Ildris, it was a non-factor for me, other than, oh, well, good for them, because there wasn't any victory in it from my perspective. It was, in to, to some degree, a loss, because it's like, okay, here we've lost another sister to this white men are better than black men thing, wow. you know, and... And uh, so it wasn't seen as a positive. It wasn't seen as a gain. I did see the opportunity for some activism. Uh, however, she doesn't own that from what I've seen since then, because, you know, I didn't know anything about her until I heard that they were getting married. So, yeah, I just wanted to introduce into the conversation the difference yeah. from a Black man's perspective compared to a Black woman's perspective. Would yeah. you have felt that way if the genders were reversed and it was a Black man marrying a white princess? No, not really. No. <laughs> That's a good point, Tiaf. I love the way you spun it. But can, yeah, can, I, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have because right. I don't think there's an innate gain by a black man marrying a white woman either. So, so yeah. you're saying you 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 would feel the same either way? I, I guess I want to make sure. You're correct. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, for me, like when I look at it, it wasn't like oh, she's marrying into the royal family so much as it. I just like Harry, and I've always liked Harry. Right. I can agree with you on that. I kind of like Harry, too. Yeah. Well, what I would say, I loved how how T.R. flipped the script back on Dark One. It's just always such great discourse on this podcast. And I will say, I'll tell you what I thought was the loss. OK, you heard me say that I wasn't overjoyed, wasn't hating on the sister. I just wasn't overjoyed when I heard it. I was like, oh, OK. Did I watch certain clips? Sure. Was I going to be seated for four hours watching it? No. But I'll tell you the part that I thought was a loss where my heart broke was when I saw Meghan Markle's mother, as gorgeous as she is, I think she's a yoga instructor, you know, yes. spelt, gorgeous, yes, her natural here. And when I saw that she was seated alone, that broke my heart. And it was just that whole idea yeah. of yeah. my biracial daughter marries a prince and here I sit, gorgeous. For you men, I, I know women looking slim, or I think some of you may like a curvier woman, but the point is, slim, attractive, youthful, and she was sitting alone. That was a loss for me. I was like, what, what's happening here? <laughs> so that, 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 was, that was painful imagery. And somebody says, Luna Ma, get over it. There are a lot of single women out there. Yeah, but it was just the, that juxtaposition of, my fair-skinned daughter <laughs> gets the prince, and here I sit by myself. A, lot of a, 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 a clear Black woman. Like, there yes. was no ambiguity. Mm. Yes. A lot of Black women felt that. And there was even an article written about that as if it was a source of pride or accomplishment that she was able to sit there and be there alone. And 
I felt the same way. My response to that article was exactly what you just shared, Luna Ma. Well, speaking on that and to the points Darquan made about men's perspective, the difference between male perspective and women's perspective, I think a lot of people who criticize her or bring up red flags, if you will, about their relationship is going back to the very estranged relationship she has with the majority of her family. If I am correct, and you guys correct me if I'm not, I believe her mother was the only person in her family that was even there. So a lot of people, uh, specifically men, would also play into bringing up when a woman has an estranged relationship, specifically with her father, that can present a lot of red flags into being in a romantic relationship with her. I also feel just the way that she was applauded, or not necessarily her, but the concept of her marrying Harry, I think a lot of that has to do with the historical standard that the apex of achievement for us as Black people is to be aligned with whiteness. I, I, re I receive that helper, and I think it may be a little unfair in Megan's uh, situation to, right. to put her in that box because, let's face it, she's a product of a biracial union. So for her, mommy married a white man. I can too. So, you no, know, I'm not saying her. Oh, oh okay. Got it. Got I'm it. Not saying, I'm not saying her. I'm not criticizing her. Oh, the okay. Point I'm just making is on one end, mm -hmm. as far as the estranged relationship with her family, a lot of people would argue that that alone presents red flags as far as shaping who she is as a person and how she shows up in her relationships and her relationship with Harry. And a lot of people would say that that could create problems because even if you watch the Oprah interview, I try to be as fair as I can. But when you watch that interview specifically, it's almost like from her perspective, she feels she did nothing wrong. And the way she was treated was terrible and unfair from everyone else. Now, I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a therapist. We have a lot of off the record conversations. Specifically, you and I have had some lately tee off. Isn't that one of the traits of a narcissist to feel mm. that you don't do anything wrong in any conflict that you're involved in? Hmm. I'm, I'm just processing what you were saying here. I mean, yeah, that is a trait of a narcissist, but I'm still, I guess I'm still not sure how that applies to Megan, though. I, I, I don't know. No, I, I mean, just again, and then I'll move on. Just when you watch specifically the interview they did with Oprah, Right. And, um, I, and, I, and I wasn't able to see the entire thing. I only saw yeah. part of it. I couldn't get the whole, couldn't get access to the whole. Yeah. I don't know how to go about accessing the entire thing. I don't, you know, it's Oprah. So, and speaking of power <laughs> race and, <laughs> and respect, you know, she probably has trademarks all over. So where you can't even stream it now, but from what I saw, a lot of her dialogue was almost as if from her perspective, she did nothing wrong in but any of the contents. Yeah, I, go ahead. I, no, here's my thing, Helper. This is the reason why I'm pushing back. What can someone do wrong who is willing to learn the snippets I saw from the Oprah interview? She was she was willing to learn the customs, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Dark One spoke earlier. She's an actress. It should have been, should have been easy for her to take that on. Let's face it. Here's a quote from, I believe it was the 60-minute clip you sent us. And I think that was 60 Minutes Australia. But, you know, one of the quotes from that segment was, people are entrenched in their hatred. So when you yeah. look at people being entrenched in their hatred because of this black or biracial woman, there's nothing she could do except strip her skin, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, or her, you know, strip her DNA rather. <laughs> One fourth of black. Exactly. Right. That's, that's, that's the, the only thing she yeah. could have done wrong. I, I, I think it's unfair yeah. to consider her a narcissist. Now, I know exactly where you're going with this and I appreciate it. However, this is a tricky one. I don't think we can say that she's a narcissist because she didn't see what responsibility she, she played in this whole idea of the colonial undertones was another quote that I, that I uh, noted from that interview, the 60 Minutes, I think, Australia. Colonial undertones and people being entrenched in their hatred make it very difficult for mm -hmm. someone to be accepted. So I don't care what she had, she could have done anything that they mm -hmm. ask at the end of the day, unless she's able to change her <laughs> molecular structure, she was never going to be enough. And that's why I think she got to the point where, you know, the best way to, to win is to, to exit this life. Thank goodness she didn't. 
Let's mm. just talk to you. I want to add something to that really quickly. Um, Luna Ma's articulating something that I just couldn't find the right words at that moment to say, because as you were saying, you know, is that traits of a narcissist that she didn't want to own up to any of her wrongdoing? Like, for example, them being concerned about what color her child would be. How does yeah. she have anything to do with that? And I would think that if she was acting a fool up in the palace, that Harry would have had an issue with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, could be, maybe. I mean, a lot of the ladies here, in the, at least in this conversation, y'all are selling yourselves short in how much influence you can have over a man once you're involved yeah. in him. For all we know, well, I'm, I've never been that girl, so I don't know what you're talking about. No, no, about. I'm not I can't saying, even I'm not... get a date, so I don't even know what that looks like. Oh, come on, stop it. But if you want to holler at T-Off, please reach her I'm at. Just saying, <laughs> I'm just saying, going back to even Samson and Delilah, biblical times, there is a power. And Luna, you, you know, you and I watch Love Jones. You know, you remember the conversation when they were all on the first date and they were all having the conversation in the house. There is a power that women have the ability to strip men of, and not in a yeah. not in a um, a devious way, right? But go look just in that kitchen, go look in that kitchen. <laughs> Sam Washington says, exactly. Yeah. Hey, don't act like y'all don't know Love Jones listeners. Don't don't do that. Don't do us like that. But <laughs> what I mean is, within their relationship, if he is probably a man that isn't very experienced with women, and she's been married before, so obviously she is, she probably has a huge influence on how he shows up, not only in his relationship with her, but his relationship with his family. And I feel like a lot of men could attest to a woman having that power over them. Again, not not in a devious way, but just the way that men and women love each other and the differences in how men and women love each other. That's the way a woman can affect a man. And I feel to some degree, that's the way that Megan affects Harry. Good points, Helbert. Yeah. I fully get the world of what you were communicating earlier yeah. now. Yep. Thank you. Yeah, I, I want to go back to people being entrenched in their hate and interject that people are also entrenched in their self-hate. And um, Ooh, come on up, you know, Darquan. Yeah, that's deep. You know, it makes it makes me wonder why she chose a side because it appears to me that she's chosen the side. She presents a certain way. She selected a specific kind of man for her mate, and that kind of lends itself to say to her saying, "Well, I'm going to pick this half of my side to lean on, emulate, date, marry." So, you know, because she is biracial, she could have picked the other side. And when we were talking about, you know, (laughs) that, I said, there there are tons of African princes out here. She could have married one of them and married into royalty. But that was not what she was looking for. So there is empathy to be had for the negative things that she's suffered. She's still a victim of her choices. And she's an intelligent woman, intelligent enough to understand what she was buying into. And she made that choice. Yes, there should still be empathy, but there has to be accountability, too. And accountability comes in every relationship conversation we've ever had and and every relationship. So why didn't you marry an African prince then? Why weren't you even attracted to African princes? Why were you attracted to English princes? You know, so are attracted to who they're attracted to. I mean, yeah, but let me finish the point. Basically, we have a lot, a good amount of conversation so far that is and back to Ildris's point that is trying to take away all responsibility for her choices from her. And we can't do that. She has to be responsible for her choices, even within the statement that she deserves empathy for the experience that she's having. No one forced her to marry Harry. That is true. But let's let's say for kicks and giggles, she did marry an African prince. How do we know she would not have received pushback for being a half white American from an African family? She might have, but she might have. But my point is that this is her choice and that's why it's about her choice. You know, she chose this path. So you're saying she deserved what she got? No, I'm saying that we're all accountable for the decisions we make. If we make a decision to go put all the money we've ever made on the roll of a dice and we lose it, we're responsible for that. You know, when you marry somebody and you marry into a family, whether it's the royal family or not, you go in into it with the best of intentions. You don't go into it expect. I mean, but some people don't know that when you marry when you marry into certain families, you know, you're in for it in some cases. And to use your famous term, when you're the garbage man, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, you, and, and you marry into a filthy, wealthy, rich family, you know that they're going to look down on you. You should expect Absolutely. that. And when you're Absolutely. a black woman marrying into the greatest colonial force on the planet, you should be expecting some racial pushback. 
And at the same time, to be fair, Dark One, I feel that's the difference between when you're talking about power and respect, even in just the dating and marriage realm, that's the difference between what women have to deal with and what men. Because not only is her race, which is biracial or Black, depending on how you look at it, used against her. I believe her dating history is used against her. You know, the fact that she's been married is used against her. Who she's been with has been used against her. Her family history has been used against her. And none of those things, I mean, at least from my perspective, when it comes to people that are well-known, that are celebrities, none of those things are ever used as weapons the way they're used against her against men. I mean, somebody like Future even though his reputation is what it is, he still he can still get with pretty much any woman he wants. And that goes for not just someone that has a reputation of being a, a womanizer. I mean, athletes that have literally on tape abusing women, women still want them, desire them. They still have a very high place in the sexual market, in the dating market. That power. Exactly. And so exactly. So your points are well made, Helper. And I think it's important that we look at it from both both sides. You know, Dark Juan brings up a good point that, you know, with her choice comes responsibility. And you bring up a good point, Helbra, that women are often held at a different standard than men. And I, and I want to circle back to something that Dark Juan said relative to the comment from that 60 Minutes episode. And I, I do think it was 60 Minutes Australia about being entrenched in their hatred. You said, Dark Juan, that people are also entrenched in their self-hatred. And I I thought that was a brilliant statement. I'm not sure if it's if it's exactly the right size for Meghan Markle to fit. Are you suggesting that there, there's some self-hate for the reason why she has primarily, I, I, I did a quick search, I couldn't find one uh, <laughs> African-American or, or biracial man that she's dated. They all seem to be white, including her former husband. But right. could I, I'd like to tease that out some more. Are you suggesting that because she has chosen to marry Prince Harry and prior to Prince Harry dated white men that she has self-hate? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm intimating that it should be explored because she could have dated some men of color, but she didn't. So, you know, and I, I feel like it's not an unconscious decision. I mean, she didn't even stay in America. She could have found wealthy American men. She looked for an English Englishman, a famous Englishman. So, yeah, I think that she made a conscious decision to guide her relationship path. And I often feel that Black women, and specifically Black women or women with Black heritage, Black blood, let's say, who go outside of their race to white men, particularly not other men of other color, but to white men, I do think a lot of times there is some self-hate there. I disagree or, with that. That's fine. I'm just giving you my perspective and that it is something to be explored in this conversation. I mean, I do believe that there is a certain element of self-hatred for some Black women. I actually see it more among Black men, actually, who date and marry interracially. And Black men who date and marry interracially are very vocal that they don't like Black women that Black women are horrible, we're, we're loud, we're masculine, we're this, we're that. There was actually a study that I read years ago. It was a study about interracial marriages. It was among African-American Muslims, but still, you know, they were African-Americans who were in interracial mar- marriages nonetheless. And the psych- if I could find it, I would send it to you guys. But the psychologist who did the interview with the survey, his name escapes me. But when he he surveyed the black Muslim men who married interracially first and then the black women. And what he found among the black men is that their reasons were for marrying interracially were all superficial. They wanted a woman with light skin, straight hair, and they had negative perceptions about black women. Whereas the black women who married Muslim husbands who were not Black, they wanted someone who may have been born in the culture and could raise their children more grounded in the faith and that they were actually looking for men who were more stable and better treatment. So it was for the women, it was a treatment issue. And for the men, it was a physical choice as to why they chose to marry. It was more superficial on the men's side. I just, that just made me think of what you just said. That just made me think of that. You know, but, and that makes me think of what's said from a lot of black athletes who end up dating white women. They say that the white women treat them better. 
and that they have more respect for them. Help you know, um, and so and so it's an interesting paradox. And I'm not saying that one or the other is more true. I just think that it's, there's a bigger story to that, and that different people will see it differently. So there's probably some truth on both sides. And we'll touch on that. We'll touch on that in another episode. I was laughing, Luna. You, you, you heard me laughing. I was shaking my head while I was laughing. It was a it was a laugh and disdain from that comment that Dark One quoted that athletes have given. But um, we will definitely touch on black men dating interracially in another episode. So we'll go into our one minute wrap up now. We can start with you, Luna. Well, thanks, Halbert. It's been a you know this is. It's a dense conversation because, as you mentioned, we're talking about race, we're talking about power, and our third element. Respect, baby. Respect, right? And it comes back to that. Do the Brits respect Meghan as a woman who fell in love with their beloved prince, Harry, or is her race, right, or how she identifies herself ethnically, is that causing the issue? And, and I assert it is. <laughs> I go back to that, mm-hmm. that quote. There are people, some people are entrenched in their hatred. And there are some people that, from what I saw, just you know, footage and articles I'm reading, that it's almost like Prince Harry and Meghan owed them something because they're paying taxes. <laughs> you know, to support, for example, when they were living abroad, that they felt like, oh, well, we're we're paying taxes for your own dwelling. You owe us. You know, there was a, a clip of a woman saying, if they could just bring the baby out and, and, and we just want to see him. It's like, do they really owe you all that? <laughs> you know, and so it's a sense of like, we own you because you're a part of the monarchy. And that that was a little cringeworthy for me. So race power and respect. I don't see the respect. I definitely see the way she identifies as being an issue for those who are entrenched in their own hatred. And I think we also touched on this episode on power. And what you were driving at, Ildris, and I think Darkwan supported you on this, is influential power. Was Megan able to influence, because of her own influential power, being a woman and someone who Harry's in love with, was she able to influence where they are today? It's a, it's an interesting thought. I don't know. I have it that it was more so Harry that influenced the decision for them to move. But be that as it may, it's very clear that there is tangible and intangible power at play here. And I'm just proud that these two young people who are now parents are in a place where they feel safe. Does that mean that race is not going to be a factor, <laughs> whether they spend time in the U.S. Or, or Canada? No. Does it mean that they'll gain more respect? Time will tell. But I definitely appreciate the conversation today because as I, as I close, I think there are, and, and I know Dark Juan has read books on the art of war and things of that nature, power, it's a very intriguing topic because it speaks to our psychological impulses and our, again, intangible and tangible influences. And I think it was really a great point that you brought up, uh, Helper, as far as who influenced who in terms of this move away from the firm. So great discussion. That's all I've got for my wrap up. Thanks, Helper. Thanks, Unama. And just keeping it ladies first, let's go on to you now, Tio. My wrap up is just simply when it comes to race, power, and respect, race definitely plays a role into whether or not you'll actually get power or respect. And as we've mentioned earlier, Meghan Markle marrying into the royal family as being as a, as a good person as she may be, we don't know her personally, we can't confirm or deny But that did not change that she was not valued or respected because of what she is that she has no control over. She didn't ask to be born half Black, and that's what she is. You can't help who you fall in love with. I do think that, you know, despite her wanting a specific type of partner, I do think that she and Harry are genuinely in love with each other. When I notice them interacting, I don't, there's nothing that makes me feel that there's not, there's not a genuine love between them. So yeah, it's just, you know, we have to be honest with ourselves, people of color, whether you, however you identify biracial black, that the color of your skin is definitely going to impact how you're perceived in society, especially the higher up in society you go. Thank you. I'm Brother Darquan. 
Yep. I think that for me, it's not a question of love. I don't think any of the influential people in this story truly care anything about their love for each other. I think it is this situation has been exacerbated because of race. And I do, I also think that we can look back and everything can be gray. Even with what is normally 2020 hindsight, there's still a whole lot that we'll never know. But what we do know is that they have the money, the power, and Harry has the respect at this point, at least, to be truly influential in the future. And now, given what they know, what I'm interested in now, because I was completely irrelevant to all of it prior to this story breaking, the marriage, all of that, I, you know, as a guy, I just really didn't care. But now my thoughts are, now the two of you have the opportunity to truly be influential and be activists if you truly love each other and that's what you're about. So what I want to see is what they do now, that they have the spotlight on them and that they have the world's ear. I think they're off to a decent start, but I think it takes a lifetime of activism to truly accomplish the sort of change that they have the potential to make. So I really am not as concerned about where they came from as, as I am about where they go from here. Yeah. Thank you, guys. This has been a great experience for me. I'll just wrap it up by first saying we decided on recording this before the death of Prince Philip. So rest in peace, Prince Philip, 99 years old. And yeah, if you looked at him before he died, he definitely lived all 99 of those years. And <laughs> I will, I will. Um, Full life. <laughs> yes, he did. He lived every day of those 99 years. But um, I would just say what's present for me at the end of this episode is just as humans, right? We all, if we're decent, earn our respect from the world around us. We all want power, not power as in ruling over people, but just power as in feeling empowered, right? In our everyday life with mm. what we do with our lives, right? Right. We all want that as humans. But why is the road to attaining those things so difficult for those of us with color? Mm. And I think that mm. is what's present for me in this situation, looking specifically at Meghan Markle. And I hope this theme continues to be explored throughout this season. Mm.